American lawyer, Chase Abudin, who was a 29th district attorney for San Francisco. And in his quote, he stated, the fact that more than 50% of Americans have an immediate family member, either currently or formerly incarcerated, tells you a lot about just how defining a feature of American culture incarceration have become. So I always felt like that's a powerful statement just to think that 50% of people at least know someone that's involved in the system. Hi, my name is Gerald Williams. I'm a grad student with California State University, San Bernardino. And today I have the task of speaking about an article that I had the pleasure of reading. The article is named Race, Gender, and the Prison Industrial Complex, California and Beyond by Angela Y. Davis and Cassandra Shaler. So today, myself, along with a couple of my friends, would like to discuss this uh, this article, uh, very interesting. Uh, just wanna kinda go over the main points of the, the article, uh, talk to you about how it relates to the current events or um, my place of practice. Uh, I want to talk about if I agree or disagree regarding the information that was provided in this this article. And I want to pose you some questions, have some questions that you may want to think about. So, you know, I'll start off by speaking about the topic and getting getting started. But as I do talk about certain topics, I will have a couple of my friends chime in to kind of give their perspective on things, just so it's not so monotonous and you just aren't just hearing me. So, uh, again, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Uh, this is an article that was written back in 2001. So maybe some things that are outdated or things that you feel like maybe improved or have gotten worse. But, you know, we'll talk about that later on. Cool. We're speaking about the prison industrial complex. And we do have a history of progression when it comes to seeing that the reason behind that large po- prison population is is due to race and um, economic impacts. But what this article touches in is that the impact on women and how they've been hurt regarding, you know, even though they make up a small percentage of the entire prison population, they've been having the higher rise. And because of the rapid rate of women in incarcer- uh, being incarcerated, there's been an influx of women prisons. Um, these women prisons uh, could either be private owned or public owned. Uh, and the bad thing about these private owned models is they're worried more about profits as opposed to worrying about overall health. So. It's a lot of details in here that kind of goes over how um, how marginalized that the, first of all how these women are getting into uh, the prisons and how race and gender plays a part, and then it kind of goes into other details. So let me have my my friend speak more about that. Uh, as he was mentioning, there's a difference before, between race, gender, uh, and how that affects people going into jail. So facts and, and statistics show that Black, Latino, Asian women, and Native American women uh, make up the largest amount of women in, in prison, even though white women make up a higher percentage of women on probation. Uh, there's also 
the issue with the draconian strategies that shows that longer prison sentence sentences for offenses that are often petty are put on to these women. And these are usually charges that usually affect the marginalized. So one of the major themes that are mentioned in here is the war on drugs and how that affected minorities and especially women. So when it comes to uh, being in these prisons, a lot of these women are in prison because of the lack of resources that were provided to them. So instead of uh, taking our money and providing them two more programs to be able to help out our marginalized women that are more affected, uh, they are put more into these state prisons because these prisons are making profits off of people being in these jails. Not only because they're, it's like a give and take. So they're having, they're getting work done by these prisoners, but also they're providing a place for people to spend money because a lot of these prisons are getting contracts with various other companies, either with friends or their own companies, and they're being able to profit. And that helps everyone, except for these women being placed in these prisons. Uh, another thing that was also int uh, interesting was regarding mental health. And so it was mentioning that in a lot of these prisons that uh, as far as men, these women that are, instead of getting services for being uh, for mentally health, are those things being addressed on the outside, they're getting in jails where these mental health uh, problems aren't being addressed. The other issue is, if they didn't go in with mental health problems, being in a prison with all, being having your life changed, your freedom moved around, that's definitely going to cause some mental health problems. So uh, a lot of these people are not getting the mental health services that they need. Uh, when and it's, studies show that uh, when these women ask for counselors, they're denied counselor, counsel, counselors, but actually given medication, which may work for some, but doesn't work for all. And also what the issue is, some of these people are being over-medicated and just giving medication as opposed to the issues actually being resolved. Um, another issue is, is medical. And so a lot of these women are being medically neglected. So there is a thing called a standard minimum rules for treatment of prisoners that are supposed to be adhered to. But a lot of these things aren't being done. You're supposed to pretty much have the same standards that you would have if you were out of prison. You're supposed to have those minimum standards while you're in prison. But we're seeing as a lot of these uh, female hospitals or female uh, prisons will only have one doctor. And so some of them will shy away from getting the adequate medical attention as, uh, as opposed to being alienated or being denied. A lot of, some people are even dying in prison because they aren't getting the necessary medical care or if they develop issues while in prison, those issues aren't being treated, which causes them to get even worse, and those issues don't get treated. And so then it causes them to, to in, in a sense, die while in prison because they aren't getting their necessary um, uh, medical needs being taken care of. So another thing that was that I also thought was interesting was they were talking about sexual harassment and abuse in prisons. So a mention of sometimes the stereotype is that uh, 
a male gel, a female gel is better than in a male's gel, uh, which is a myth because what they're doing is they're taking the models from the male's prison and they're putting them in the female prisons. Also an issue is the hiring of these male uh, guards in these jails. So, uh, and some of these male uh, guards are abusing their power, uh, using lewd gestures towards the women, um, illegal strip searches, uh, inappropriate pad touches, and even as worse as rape. And they say that rape in a situation where you feel powerless uh, is a form of torture. So a lot of these women are dealing with these kind of issues in there. Another issue we're dealing with is our C-sec population, our commercially sexually exploited population. So a lot of our women that are being sexually exploited, some as young as children, are becoming into our uh, per, uh, police, or into our prison systems due to issues that started even beginning with poverty. And so these women are maybe uh, dabbling in uh, sex work to be able to survive. And in a in sense, instead of uh, uh, having their their traffickers go to jail, these women are going to jail for sex working and for being trafficked and they end up in uh, our institutions where they're dealing with a lot of these issues in these female, um, these prisons that were mentioned before by my colleagues. Um, there have been uh, people that have tried to uh, challenge some of these issues that's going on in these prisons. There's been activists that talks about the mistreatment, uh, being able to make sure that their First Amendment, or uh, not just their First Amendment, but uh, that their mistreatment violates their Eighth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution as far as cruel and unusual punishments. And these are things that are continuing to be fought upon today to make sure that our prisoners, uh, male and female, you know, we're talking about females, but all are getting the adequate care, adequate medical attention, um, uh, mental health, and correcting it from the from the outside so that we don't have these large amounts of minorities and women uh, in prisons dealing with these issues that don't rehabilitate, but is more setting them up for failure once they go out of jail, which causes that cycle for them to return back to jail or prison. Um, so yeah, so how do we stop this? Um, the article mentions regarding con uh, continuing to uh, fight, uh, keep everyone educated regarding the information, um, and starting from the outside, um, including the, the decriminalization of drug use um, and the establishment of free drug rehabilitation programs that stops people from going to jail, especially kind of correcting the war against crime, uh, the war against drugs. Uh, and correcting it from the outside so that they don't have to get to prison where they're actually having a negative effect. We're handling the issues before they even get to prisons. Um, make sure the human rights standards are being upheld inside these prisons, coming up with uh, checks and balances to make sure that um, these prisons are holding up the minimal, minimal standards. Because um, even if we don't have any private um, entities as far as the prisons, it seems like the public entities are taking the same model. Of course, the article is taking the same model as the private industries. So uh, just making sure atop the bottom, all of them are, are holding up the minimal um, standards of living for these women and anyone that's, uh, that's in prison. I mean, how does it relate to uh, child welfare? How does it or, or 
to social work? How does it relate to child welfare? Uh, that is my current field of practice. So this is just something to think about because a lot of our population will um, be those that also fall under the juvenile probation, which meaning that you know they're on the teeter that you know they have some criminal backgrounds and they may be dealing with a situation. Um, that's regularly talking to them about their concerns and making sure that um, that their basic needs are being met as far as um, you know drug problems that may cause them to end up in prison, mental health issues that may also cause them to, to go to prison or go to jail. We're addressing those issues um, with those that may have been in jail and um, have dealt with certain things, being able to talk to them about the trauma that they experienced during that time and being able to um, be a safe space to discuss those issues um, as social workers, being able to um, advocate for our, our clients and being able to protest regarding any, any inhumane and cruel and unusual punishment for that population. Uh, do I agree or disagree with the, the things brought up in this article? I will say I, I mostly agree with the situation, especially just the thought of just bringing it up because you see certain shows or you, when you see a lot of prisons, uh, things it's usually referring or issues with prisons, it's usually referring to males and not really focusing on the problem of females in prisons. Um, a lot of it does seem like it's the prison system is more uh, not addressing the issue at hand, what caused them to become in prison and being able to, you know, they say it's corrections. That was something that was mentioned in the article that supposed the word corrections is there, but it's not giving them enough. So something that was brought up in the article is that when these people are being released from prison, um, instead of fighting, you know, setting them up with things that could help them to not become back in prison uh, programs, they're given a bus ticket and money just to get to their next meal or a hotel for the next couple of days. And then, then what? And then they end up back in prison because they don't know what else to do. They did not learn the necessary skills. So I do agree with a lot. And it was very interesting hearing the, the fact of, about, you know, the issues with the females and uh, our women in prison and being able to address those issues. Questions to you. So uh, one of my questions is um, just coming from the opposite side. What do you think, if any, will be uh, there? Could there be any negative impacts to trying to reverse some of the uh, war on drugs? Like, could it have a negative impact if we're giving people less jail time for some of these drug-related crimes? Because uh, I know that's the fear with some people um, that our laws are getting softer which allows more criminals to be out in the streets, which could also cause more crime. So do you agree with that or disagree with that? Um, another one of my questions would be, what type of programs would you like to see more in prison that you help with? Which do you think would help with rehabilitation for making things better for when they get out of jail or out of prison? Uh, another question I would have is financially, where do you think, because money has to come from somewhere. So third, what do you, what, where can we gather money from um, to be able to fund some of these programs to help out with rehabilitation in prisons and out of prisons? Um, and another one of my uh, questions is, would be if you think that, you know, prisons, again, is just another just devil advocate, 
um, the lightning of sentences, do you think that um, this could have a negative impact and actually cause more people to go to jail because they think that it may be uh, not as hard or they may be able to get the, the help that they need uh, as opposed to uh, dealing with issues out of prison? Um, could it be a situation where more people may choose to go to prison because they can get things, uh, more things accomplished as far as rehab, uh, drug classes, uh, schooling, things like that? So again, that's my time. Uh, again, my name is Cheryl Williams, graduate student with uh, San Diego uh, University of, I'm sorry, California State University of San Bernardino. Uh, if you have any initial questions, feel, feel, feel please feel free to ask me and I hope everyone has a great day.